It's our time. It started seven, eight months ago, right? All for this moment. All for this moment. It's about honor. It's about respect. We win this game. You're honored. Your kids are honored. Your families are honored. Kids are honored. Families are honored. The whole town is honored. The whole courtroom is honored. Now listen, if that doesn't fire you up, I don't know what does. Welcome to the Boston Podcast. This is David Yaz, your host. And in a moment, you are going to hear the 10 most memorable moments in Patriots Super Bowl history as voted on by you, the listeners. But first, let me introduce my sidekick for the day. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the great uh, Jeffrey Miller. Wait, hold on, Jeffrey. Hold on, Jeffrey. Uh, before you introduce yourself, um, the crowd has something to say. Um, this, wait, there they are. Okay, thank you, studio audience. How are you feeling today, Jeffrey? Hey, I'm excited. If I can't be in Minneapolis, where else would I want to be? You want to be right here on the Boston Podcast, of course. And um, we thought it would be fun to relive... Patriots Super Bowl pass. So now I wanted you here, Jeffrey, because you're my friend. We've known each other since I want to say 1981, I believe, when we were mere lads. And think about uh, what the Patriots were like in '81. I mean, can you even name anyone on the team? Well, we, I suppose we could guess. You know, what would be a guess as to who was on the roster in '81? Steve Grogan. Grogan. Steve was, Nelson. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mosey Tatupu. <laughs> <laughs> the gunner, uh, Moses Atupu. I had a Moses Moose's uh, painter's hat. Remember when they used to give away the painter's hats? I love painter's hats. Yeah. I used to like the Red Sox painter's hats with all, it said Rooster, it had all the guys. You remember Big, those? Yeah. I've actually tried on eBay. I've tried to see if we could get them. I yeah. can't find them anywhere. That's the kind of thing that I wouldn't be surprised if it made a comeback one day because everything else seems to come back, the stupid fashion things. Those were those were ugly. Like They didn't look good on your head, but the nickname thing was so cool. Yeah, for sure. So, yes, yeah, so for those that don't remember, there was... They had one for the Celtics and Red Sox. I don't know about Patriots. I'm not sure if they ever had one for the Patriots. But it was a painter's hat, as you would picture a a piece of shit uh, (laughs) rag of a hat that a painter would wear Uh with a brim. But they were so cheap, right? And but the cool thing was somehow they in, they either came up with or invented nicknames for like everyone on the team. So like I, I, I do remember it. Remember? Yes. Yeah, so like on I, the corner of Lansdowne Street, you could actually you yeah. buy them from you know if you weren't getting the sausage, you'd buy uh, one of those painters. Buy a painter set. Sure. Um, so, um, and, and then that was the day. Dewey El Tiante. Right? <laughs> you remember what Bob Stanley's nickname was on Steamer. Them? No, okay, I I seem to remember it being Bigfoot, mm. which. Um, it probably should have been Steamer because I think that was his actual nickname. I feel like they, they made up some stuff because maybe people didn't have nicknames. Like, I didn't know his nickname was Bigfoot. Anyway, all right, we got to get to business here because, um, you know, here we are. We're recording this on a Friday, the Friday before Super Bowl Sunday. Just before we start with the list, Jeffrey, it, where are you as a Pats fan? Where is your psyche? Are you, are you uh, nervous? Are you excited? And sort of what? how will, the, how will this game affect your experience as a fan? You know, I'm always cautiously optimistic. I describe this season as good, not great, but it's hard to bet against our team when you've got the GOAT, yeah. quarterback, you got the GOAT at the coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I expect it's probably going to be a tight game, you know, yep. playing against their defense. And um, nonetheless, I still feel pretty good about it. He, he um, Here's the thing with me. Uh, I always look at it from a, a karma point of view because – 
Um, it feels like no matter how much you analyze these things from a New England sports fan always gets some kind of uh, dramatic shit, <laughs> some twist, some turn, some ball through the legs. Um, and lately with the Pats, we've gotten as much bad as good. You know, Tyree, Manningham um, almost blowing the Seattle game with the curse catch and then Butler and it's like a roller coaster. So like with my logical brain, I want to say they haven't had a blowout yet. Uh, you got Nick Foles on the other side and, and a, a team of uh, overachievers. Why isn't this going to be a 31 to you know 13 game? Pats should win. But here's my actual prediction. 2017 Pats with, with eerie similarities to the first uh, Super Bowl win uh, against uh, the Rams. You know, my, and, and my yeah. prediction is pretty close to that. I'm thinking somewhere around 24-17. Yep. And, you know, it always seems to come down to an important play and turnovers should should be a good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'd like to see happen is, and I have not seen the the Patriots have never scored in the first quarter of a Super Bowl. That's right. So you don't want to get behind and allow them to run. They've got a good running game. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, uh, we can get a good start to the game, and that may ultimately uh, cause a win. I hope so, so. That's the hope. I hope so. So um, no no turnovers this postseason, right? No, and no scores in the first quarter for every Super Bowl of the Belichick era. So I'm hoping for two pick sixes. And, the, <laughs> uh, and how about one of those cool like uh, muffed fumble? It's one of the th- one of the things I remember so fondly about the the first Super Bowl year, which ended in disaster against the Bears, but in '85. But uh, in the postseason, the Pats all of a sudden had this proclivity for re- recovering like uh, fumbled kickoffs for touchdowns. Remember that against the Raiders. Um, I forget who the guy Ingram, I think, was the guy who fell on it in the end zone. But anyway, um, all right. Well, let's let's get to the list here. Let's get to the list. Um, so what we're talking about here are the uh, ten most memorable moments in Patriots Super Bowl history. And uh, Jeffrey, I'm gonna uh, sort of play a, a memory of this, and, and we'll get your thoughts. We'll, we'll do some. Uh, let's see some honorable mentions there. Where I'm gonna mention. Let's see. I mentioned. <laughs> I'll mention five that didn't make the list. Uh, Super Bowl 38, Deion Branch absorbs a massive hit but holds on to a 17-yard pass with four seconds left. Do you remember that one? No. <laughs> See, there you go. So that was the one against Carolina. If you go back and watch that, um, we think of it as just, you know, Vinatieri part two. Um, the, the Patriots had like a third and uh Third and four, but there was like barely any time left on the clock. This was after John Casey had foolishly kicked the ball out of bounds on the kickoff, um, and he he kicks it, and um, we moved down. But Br- the the Brady pass to to Branch was insane, seventeen yards, and to set up Vinatieri won it on the next play. Um, and then the other piece of useless trivia I love to to throw in there is. Um, on the, the the Patriots did have to kick off to, to end the game, so they've got the Vinatieri's hit the winning field goal. There's like one second left. They got a kick off, and the last player to touch the ball for Carolina was Rod Smart, who was better known as. Do you remember? No. He hate me. He hate me from the XFL. The oh, only sure. guy I the <laughs> on the back, back of, of it. Sure. He hate me. Yeah. So he actually made the NFL. Uh, that's that's might have been his only claim to fame. Quickly, other uh, other memorable moments that didn't make the top ten: Super Bowl thirty nine. Uh, Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb, after vomiting on the previous drive, is intercepted by uh, Rodney Harrison to uh, seal the victory in Super Bowl thirty nine. Remember that I one? That yep. I remember. Sure. Uh, Super Bowl thirty six. 
Uh, Tom Brady hits Jermaine Wiggins to cap the drive in the closing seconds of that game, setting up Vinatieri for the winning field goal. Um, I also could have put on here the, the pass he made to uh, Troy Brown over the middle out of the slot there. Um, but um, so that didn't quite make the top 10, uh, unbelievably. Uh, Super Bowl 36, before halftime, Tom Brady throws his first Super Bowl touchdown. Can, do you remember who caught it? It's a hard one. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> um, David Gibbons. Great, I do the remember. Great, the great yes. David Gibbons. Uh, number 87? I believe was. It may have been, yeah. I, think I, so. I believe. Was he, was he a Notre Dame guy? David Gibbons? Yeah, we'll look that up. Yes. If I had a producer, I'd ask them to look it up. And finally, the last one that didn't make the list, Dante Hightower's fourth quarter shoestring tackle thwarts Marshawn Lynch at the one-yard line. Um, Seattle's uh, Marshawn Lynch, of course. The play, uh, I think it was the play immediately before it was. Butler's pick. All right, here we go. But let's, let's get to the top ten. Top ten, as voted by you, most memorable moments in Patriots Super Bowl history. Here we go with number ten. What, what do you remember about that moment, Jeffrey? Ty Law, Super Bowl 36. My first reaction is I miss Gil Santos, Gil and Gino, so sure, much. Right. Sure. Right. Uh, you know, share relation. Ty yeah. Law, Patriot Hall of Famer. Yeah. Uh, amazing play. And, you know, whether it was that play or a lot of special teams, he was just an animal on the field. Mm. Uh, always. Uh, always a good ball player. One of, one of the guys that I truly miss uh, because so Gilmore's played last week notwithstanding or two weeks ago notwithstanding um, Ty Law was always an attraction like you you always thought he was going to do something in a game you know and he, he picks off um, Peyton Manning three times in the playoff game um, we don't have that guy I mean we've got Malcolm Butler uh, obviously f known for a uh, well-earned reputation as a big play guy but he's not an interception guy. He's not. We don't have that that shutdown. Um, the the what sort of we shouldn't look too deep because it sort of exposes the weaknesses in our defense. Those defenses used to be loaded with talent. Like I feel like at the time we didn't realize it. Over time, you know, McGinnis, Vrabel, Bruschi, uh, Rodney Harrison, Ty Law, Laurie Malloy. I mean, that's insane, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um... And going into the season, everyone thought that the secondary was really the strength of this team. With the addition of uh, right. Gilmore, Gilmore and who Butler. was really, you know, uh, I would say for the first half of the season, was you know in the concussion protocol, he really struggled. Mm. But that last that last play when he uh, jumped up, had he not done that, he was going to the house. That was going to be a touchdown. You think so? I, I do. Yeah. I don't think there was really anyone that stopped him at that point. Yeah, people said so, Bortles. Underthrew it, but not by much. No, I mean, he, no, no. It was just, you know? it was, I thought it was a good pass. It was yeah. just an amazing timed uh, play by Gilmore. Right. So. All right, let's move on. Number nine, most memorable moment in Patriots Super Bowl history. Here we go with number nine. pounding finish to Super Bowl 38. Snap, ball down, kick up, kick is on the way. Kick is good! I suppose 
was obvious that it was going to be good when I started playing the clip. <laughs> Wouldn't have been very memorable if you if if you missed it. Although it begs the question, what what is Adam Vinatieri's most memorable miss? It's like you can barely think of one, right? Right. I do, I remember the only one I could think of was in the AFC Championship game that the first time around in 2001 in Pittsburgh, that great game where we we blocked the kick, uh, Troy Brown blocks the kick uh, laterals to Antoine Harris for the touchdown. Um, Vinatieri had a late field goal that would have sealed the game um, and missed. Uh, of course, we won anyway, and Drew Bledsoe salted the, the, the clock away. Remember? Right, I do mm-hmm. remember that. Yeah. You know, Adam Vinatieri, both those Super Bowl winning kicks, those were impressive. The snowball against uh, Oakland oh. Raiders tuck game, uh, the tuck rule game. Yeah. Uh, also, um, yeah, um, clutch clutch player for the Patriots. Y- you can you can barely name. Koskowski's been unbelievable. He's he's it's quite possible they both go to the Hall of Fame, but um, as far as big kicks, and you know what, I had a little moment of nostalgia. I don't know if you caught it, like maybe two or three weeks ago, the Colts played in that snow bowl. I mean, a bl- they played in a blizzard. I forget who they played against, but Vinatieri had a late field goal to tie it, and then had a chance to kick another one in the snow to win it, and he ma- <laughs> and he missed it. Yeah, I know, I didn't uh, see that. Yeah, it, it was it was a cool little bit of nostalgia. All right, we move on with number eight. All right, audio is not so strong on that one, so my apologies, listeners. But that was Trey Flowers last year, uh, sack on Matt Ryan, taking the Falcons out of field goal range. And it's funny how our readers are educated fans because most people <laughs> wouldn't necessarily think that that was the hugest. But you remember, that was when... Uh, I do remember. Yeah. Move a little closer to the mic, Jeffrey. We Absolutely. want to hear your mellifluous tones. Um, that um, The technique, right, Trey Flowers? That's what they call him? I think his nickname is uh, The Technique. He's going to be really important in this game as well. Yeah. You know, we got to put pressure on Nick Foles. And, uh, you know, there's been a Jekyll and Hyde. That's what Foles has been. Yep. He was really, he really was very good in the Vikings game. But what we know is you put pressure on him, make him uncomfortable, then that that is, you know, one of the keys, I think, to this game. And I think Trey Flowers, he needs to have a very big game. What, um, thank you for that astute analysis. Um, I have to come clean and admit that I get my flowers mixed up. Who's the other one? We have another flowers, don't we? we, we, we there are flowers <laughs> everywhere. Bouquet of flowers. Uh-huh. Um, I got to right make too. sure I buy my girlfriend flowers for uh, Valentine's Day. We move on. Number seven, ladies and gentlemen. Out of the shotgun, Ryan gets hit. Ball is out. This is a fumble. New England has it. Hightower knocked it out. And Branch recovers for the Patriots. So that was obviously last year as well, same game. Dante Hightower's earlier in the game, strip sack on Matt Ryan. It was, it was in the fourth quarter. You remember that one, I obviously, do. right, Jeff? I do. Everything yeah. that had to go well went well. Yeah. And that was an important play. I'm not Nostradamus, but I remember I was watching, and I was watching my apartment, and there were about... Uh, start a small group, about eight people, but by the time the fourth quarter rolled around, it was just me, my mom, and my brother, because most people had left out of fear that, that it was, it, you know, they just gave up. Uh, my cousin Mikey said, I'm bad luck. I got to go home. I don't know what to do. You know, 28 to three. Um, at that moment, I said, this is where we need a big play here, because 
it was at that moment, I, I believe it was 28 to 9, I want to say, because I want to say it was 28 to 3, scored a touchdown, and, and Guskowski, of course, misses the <laughs> rare miss. And so it's still 28 to 9 in the fourth quarter, and Ryan's driving, and uh, good Lord, if they score again, now it's 35 to 9, and forget it. So just at that moment, it goes to show you how they get. You watch that replay, he, he was like, a half, Ryan was like half an inch from having his arm being moved forward as an incompletion, but he, he didn't get there. And um, I just I marvel at these guys. I mean, it's no secret they say Belichick's teams are the best conditioned. In the fourth quarter, to be able to have that spring in your step, that push for Hightower to get there, he won't be making any uh, no, sacks. No, uh, we, 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 <laughs> we will miss, I mean, we will miss him. How about who, who's, your, who's your possible uh, defensive player of the game for the Pats? Maybe James Harrison putting some pressure. I was thinking about James right. Harrison as well. All right, let's move on. Number six. And now, ladies and gentlemen, choosing to be introduced as a team, here are the American Football Conference champions, the New England Patriots. All right, so that, that's the one non-game action moment that made the list at number six. Super Bowl thirty-six. the Patriots... Uh, introduced as a team the um the uh dulcet tones of uh broadcaster and lovable little drunk uh pat summerall <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that i do i remember I, I mean at the time and and uh it's funny how nobody thought of that before i mean if the patriots had lost that game i guess no one would have remembered it but they, they did like i went back and watched they announced every starting uh ram you know and they'll come out and they wave kurt warner blah 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 and then just there's this weird pause where the Patriots are all kind of gathering together in the cluster. They say choosing to be introduced as a team. Love just, it. Wasn't I it great? It. Yeah, it was. I just remember like Troy Brown pointing up to the stands, and it was as if they were saying, "Hey, we, we um, you know, we're different or something, or don't count us out or whatever." That was after. So that was the first Super Bowl. Win. So first one. And for so sure. that was the September 11th when the season was stalled, yeah. and uh, and just the feeling of being a Patriot. Yeah. You know, and coming out as a team. I do my uh, it was, uh, Robert Kraft. It was. It gives me the chills when, I, when, you, you, know, when you think about I it. I know, I know. Um, Tonight we are all Patriots, and the Patriots are champions. That's a terrible Bob Kraft. Um, you know, Jeffrey, if you don't mind, we're, we're going to take a break here, and we'll return with the top five moments. Patriots, Super Bowl history on the Boston Podcast. Oh, no. Uh, license and registration, please, sir. What's the problem, officer? Uh, well, son, lots of problems. You were, you were doing 115 miles an hour in a 35 zone. You have a blown taillight and a blown headlight. Uh, about a mile back there on the road, you ran over a whole family of deer uh, and some very cute bunnies. You appear to have several kinds of illegal explosive drugs and firearms in the back seat. not to mention there's a 300-pound bearded man who's bound and gagged back there for some reason. What do you have to say for yourself, son? Uh, if you log on to pod617.com, you can listen to some great podcasts and produce one of your own. Pod617.com, huh? Okay. Have a nice day, sir. At pod617.com, you'll find on-demand podcasts on politics, sports, music, and amazing storytelling. And pod617.com will produce a broadcast-quality show for you to promote your business or professional service. Listen to the voices of your city and join the community. Pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. Oh, uh, you know what? I uh, changed my mind. You're under arrest. Aw. Oh. 
And we're back on the Boston Podcast, counting down the top 10 most memorable moments in Patriots Super Bowl history. And uh, like Belichick's uh, Pats, myself and my guest here, Jeffrey Miller, we are uh, well conditioned, so we're going to finish strong for the final five. I hope. Do you need? <laughs> do you need another coffee? No, I'm good. No, I'm good. It's my do third you, cup of the day, so right you, now. Okay. Do you still drink those um, mood enhancing? I um, do. Right. <laughs> you drink Appetite that in the morning. Suppressant mood. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, Define eight was the brand. Uh huh. Then there's another one. Not a sponsor of the show, by the way, but who knows in the future? <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. What else? Um. No, that's it. I that's like the, it. Okay. I like the green what flavor? apple. Green, green apple. You flavor. still drink the green, still green apple? Yeah. And I'm a creature habit. You drink that with coffee in the morning or just? No, sometimes I use it as a, as a substitute because it has caffeine, some green tea. I see. CLA for that uh, midsection. You want to try to burn that fat. Sure. And sure. Uh, I don't know. It's like Kool Aid. And by the way, just looking around Jeffrey's office, which is lovely here, it's my first time here. We're recording live from Jeffrey's office. You have a, an awesome uh, vintage uh, Celtics framed photo here which um appears to be signed by dave cowens and the late great jojo white huh r.i.p yeah pretty sad yeah yeah jojo was a great celtic joe yeah um 33 points in that i think in that memorable double overtime game against was it portland i don't know not the triple overtime triple overtime that's what i meant against phoenix you got it thank god you're here but we're counting we're talking about the pages we're counting down the top 10 uh, most memorable moments in Patriots Super Bowl history. Let's talk about number five. Time left. Even if it is time for Atlanta. That's Amendola. Flag is down. Amendola's in. But it depends on the penalty. And the indication is it's against Atlanta. Offside. Number 93 defense. This is a tie game. All right, so that, that's... Oh, sorry, Joe Buck. I, I stepped on your line there. This is a tie game, he said. I can't stand Joe Buck. You pro or con, Joe Buck? I'm okay with him. Really? Ugh, I just think he, he over-talks. He talks too much. He's just too much for me. You like um, Romo? Romo's Romo's good. great. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, if I... If, to me, the dream team would be Al Michaels and Tony Romo. Um but uh, it's not, obviously. I, Collinsworth has worn on me. I, I just can't stand the way he's got that cadence with everything he says. I mean, I talked to Tom Brady the week before the Super Bowl and asked him straight in the face about Deflategate. And I feel like I have diarrhea, and that's why I'm talking like this. I can't stand him. Anyway, so that was actually uh, number five on the list was... How weird to have uh, a two-point conversion on the list, but it was Amendola's two-point conversion that tied up the game last year's Super Bowl to uh, first time the Patriots uh, pulled even uh, after 0-0. And the weird distinction of winning a Super Bowl without ever having a lead in quarters one, two, three, and four. Uh-huh. Isn't that weird? Yeah. But you remember that play? I do. And uh, what do you remember about it? That he we scored? Needed, we, we needed <laughs> We really two. fucking we needed, needed two points. We needed two. We got yeah. two. See, um, the, the thing, one of the reasons why the game was so stressful for me, everybody talks about what a great game it is. Was your, do you consider that a game that you enjoyed in the fullest, or is it, kind of, is it also, um, it's a leading question, I guess, but it also, it's a chore to make it through a game like that. You know what I mean? Right, you know, you always say you want a close game. Right. But when it comes down, when push comes to shove, you know, it's not a relaxing event. And, um, 
you know, that was a struggle. That yeah, that, uh, it was awful at halftime. Mm-hmm. It, it was a struggle until things started really turning in the fourth quarter. I think. Um, Were you drinking a lot in the second half of that game? No, probably not at all. <laughs> really? Yeah. You drink not less all. when you get nervous? Yeah, I, you know, I'm sure. Yeah. I, leading up to it, I'm sure I tied one on. Yeah. But uh, I think you focus. As, yeah. As, yeah, as the game progressed, um, it wasn't really in that type of a social party mode. Right. You know, it was really it was torture. It was torture. It was, it was right. torture. It, you have to go through torture, which you makes know? it more sweet at the end when it when when you win, I guess. But with the two point conversions, what was so to me, unfortunately, I overthink everything, and and I wanted to be hopeful, but in my head, it was like. Yeah, we can like in the fourth quarter you're kind of doing the math. How much time left? You know, it's 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 28 to 9. Okay. So that's um uh, how, what is that? That's 19. So right, you, we need uh, uh 8 and 8 is 16 plus a field goal, which I guess is how we did it, right? Oh, I don't no, you know what? We didn't have a field goal in the game. We'll have to go back and do the math. Sorry folks. But my point being um they being down by 16, we knew it was possible, but it's two TDs and two two-point conversions. That's not a lot of room for error. Right. There was no room. There right. was no room for error. And yeah. as, I do remember as you're watching it, the clock's working against you. Right. So it was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Wait. A, we did. We did get a field goal. I remember. What, what we didn't get was uh, a PAT, which is weird. We won a Super Bowl without uh, kicking a point after uh-huh. touchdown because Gutkowski uh, missed the only one he tried, and then we uh-huh. got the two two-point conversions. Um, and that and right. when to it, get two two-point conversions is unbelievable. Right. Yeah, they're only successful like a third of the time or whatever. Now he he barely got in on that. He 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 jutted the ball over the goal line. I mean, there was a flag down, so I guess we would have gotten a second crack at it. But Jesus, my heart, my heart. Okay, let's move on. Number four on the list. Suspension. Tom Brady is in a position now to try and finish off this comeback. Snap to Brady. Stands it. Throws down low for Edelman. Ball tip. Diving for it. I got it! I got it! Oh, that's a catch! Oh my goodness, what a play! With the ball literally inches above the turf. Oh, it hit the ground, didn't it? No, I think he got it. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Is that Troy Aikman on the broadcast, maybe? Uh, yeah, saying no, he got it. Uh, Edelman's catch, of course. They call it the catch. Last year's Super Bowl. Uh, that marks the one, two, three, four, uh, fifth. No, I'm sorry. There are five, oh, I don't want to, no spoilers here. Never mind. I'll tell you later how many moments made it from this game. But that's that. That's Julian Edelman's uh, juggling catch with about it. What appeared to be like uh, an octopus of uh, Atlanta Falcons defenders' arms, like draped all around him. Right? How he was able to just get that ball, bobbling yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it was sick. And I don't know. I did. You think he caught it when you saw it I real did. time? I did. I, I did. did too. I did. And I had to convince my brother and my mom. They're like, ah, oh, come on, it must have hit the ground. I'm like, he got it. I saw it. Yeah. The last minute you could see his hand. He did that little thing where he he had it, but then he released it from both hands uh, in an effort to, to control it. But in doing so, the ball's sitting there apparently suspended in air about two millimeters off the turf, right? And then he picks it back. By the way, all you idiots, Jesse James on the Steelers, and anyone else who's complaining about um, what's a catch, what's not a catch, just watch Edelman and Amendola, okay? They get their hands underneath the ball, and then you know it's a catch, and then you don't have to worry about it. And the... Gronk had one of those, uh, he... maybe early in the playoffs this season or at the end of the season. You yeah. remember that? Yeah, which was a catch or no Which catch, was a catch, yeah, catch, yeah, yeah, catch, yeah. Catch, yeah. No, in the, yeah, in the in, uh, Jacksonville game, right? Think, he, yeah. he, he picked it right off the turf. Exactly, well, yeah, yeah. That was, that was, that was sick. Okay. Um, let's move on. Number, here we go with number three. 
Toss to White. He's in! Patriots win the Super Bowl! Brady has his fifth! What a comeback! How sweet it is, right? Yeah. Um, that was another one where the only thing that... Uh, that to me, I guess I'm such a perfectionist, I want every moment to be perfect. The only thing that made the, the moment a little weird was many people, including Edelman, thought it was being video reviewed, which it was, but then they never came on and said, after reviewing it, it's a touchdown. It was pretty clear from the replay, I guess, but it was close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I remember it. It, it uh, crossed the plane. Crossed the plane. It did. It and was. I think, you know, the, before that, Winning the coin toss, I don't think that's on your list. It's not. But getting, right. getting the possession of the ball first right. in that overtime. Yep. We just had the momentum building at that point. So we, uh, that was, uh, and, and James White was unbelievable. Once, yeah, once we got the coin toss. Whitey, Whitey was good. He was great. So, you know, and I think that for this game, Whitey and Lewis have to be equally good. Yeah. You know, I think that that's going to be part of the offense. I'm going to save that audio clip of you saying uh, Whitey is good and play it on one of my political podcasts and see how that floats. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, when he uh, when he got in, it was like, oh, my God, it was like such a relief and all that. Um, the, the play prior, I seem to remember, Brady threw like a fade to Gronk. Or, no, not Gronk was in it. What am I saying? He wasn't in the game. Maybe it was to uh, Marty Bennett. I'm pretty sure. And it was incomplete, and it was tipped. And my heart just sunk. Like, please, my God, if they had thrown it, if he had thrown an interception, then, you know, and Matt Ryan can manage to go down and just get a field goal, then we lose. Right. right? Yeah. Ugh, God, my heart. Um, the other thing I need to mention is, um, so I will credit, um, um, what, who does he work for? HBO and the Ringers, Bill Simmons, of course. Uh, uh, sports fans know Bill Simmons, uh, local boy, made good. But in his um, mailbag column this week, there was just something that I must repeat because it's genius. And it was one of his readers wrote in and said, instead of a coin flip, um, this is it, it for the overtime coin flip, which means so much. Here's what you do. You bring out both kickers onto the field and you have them do um, you have them bid yards in the style of uh, uh, bid a note from Name That Tune, for those who might remember that. In mm. other words, I can make a 40 yard field goal. Other guy says I can make a 41. I can make a 42. I can go back and forth. You call and so, their bluff. And, right. Name until somebody, tune. yes, name that tune. I can name it in two notes. Name that tune. Make that kick, right? Now, um, it, 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 they'll never do it because it's, uh, because it's uh, too gimmicky. Yeah. But how much fun would that be? Yeah, it's fine. It'll be unbelievable. And then whoever makes the field goal, you, that's your coin flip. You win. So you, it's not like it wins the game, but you get, you get the ball. And that's inherently so much better than a coin flip, right? Yeah. It's genius. You know, Brady always takes heads. Did you see the interview with Guillermo? You know Guillermo and Jimmy Kimmel? Sure. Did you see that the other no, night? No, I didn't see it, but I know oh, who Guillermo was. Good. Yeah. So he gets in the front row, and he starts interviewing with... Uh, uh, he, they're answering his questions. Right. He's asking Belichick questions. He asks, um, and he says... You've got, he says, you've got such a nice smile. Why don't you use it more? <laughs> <laughs> and then he asks, and then he asks uh, the Eagles coach... Uh, Doug Peterson, Peterson, yeah, Peterson. He says, how Peterson. come you're not as grumpy as the other coach? <laughs> and then Peterson starts laughing. He says, yeah. ah, you got me. There was, some, there was some really good questions. He asked Brady, how do you get your teeth so white? Yeah. And then Guillermo says, maybe soda and tequila. He had Brady, he had Brady and stitches. And then he had everyone signing Brady's book. 
right. so the TB12 method, sure. and he was calling it his cookbook. So he asked Brandon <laughs> Cooks, "Can you sign? Your name's yeah. Cooks. Can you sign the cookbook?" <laughs> And then he kept on asking Belichick, can you sign it? Can you sign it? And he says, I'll sign it after I'm done. This is not an autograph session. This is a <laughs> this is an interview. Right. And then at the very end, he did get Belichick to sign it. It was a good, it was a good piece. <laughs> but did Belichick, Belichick knew who he was, right? Yeah, they all know him. It, it used to be. That, that, um, that, that's one gag that never gets old, depending upon who. I mean, uh, Dave Letterman used to send like a, a 12-year-old kid to interview people. And um, he would go up to, oh, I forget who it was, but let's say for the sake of argument, it was like Reggie White, like the, you know, the huge uh, uh, linebacker or uh, defensive end, whatever he was. The kid looks at Reggie White and says, uh, he asked him a couple questions. And then his third question is, do you want to go eat some cake? And Reggie White looks at him quizzically. And then they cut away and you see the two of them eating cake <laughs> off to the side. Um, he asked LeGarrette Blunt. He says, yep. so when they tackle you. Does that call it hitting the blunt? <laughs> and then Blunt starts laughing because I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Which we know is not true. Well played, well played. All right, we are down to the nitty-gritty, Jeffrey. Two, do you know what the two remaining are? You can probably guess. I'm going to guess there's a Malcolm somewhere. Uh-huh. And, um, yikes. So there's one more obvious one that you're missing, and that one is number two on our list. For Adam Goodberry, 48-yard field goal attempt. Set to go, snap, ball down, kick up, kick is on the way, and it is good! It's good! It's good! Adam Vinatieri booms a 48-yard field goal, and the game is over! And the Patriots are Super Bowl champions! The Patriots are Super Bowl champions! How about that? Was that the Carolina victory? No, Which Jeffrey, one? that's the first one. That was the that's first number one. Number two on our list, the first one. The okay. first time first time the Patriots ever won the Super Bowl. 48-yard field goal against the Rams. So the first Adam Vinatieri the one first the, earlier on our list, that was the Carolina. You got one. it. Uh-huh. That's right. Gotcha. That's right. The first one was special. You're right. Maybe I didn't uh, properly set up the last one. But anyway, that was uh, right. Super Bowl 36, Adam Vinatieri. Uh, Completely nails. Uh, After uh, Madden said, you know, now's the time to yeah. just run this clock and just take into overtime. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and and you know what? Like, any era, any team, uh, anyone, it was it was just a dumb comment. It's almost like he forgot his coaching days. It was a minute and 21 left. Does any team not try to move the ball down the field at a minute? <laughs> so a minute and 21? I mean, uh-huh. I think the, the Pats... I mean, these days, it's like if, if there's 20 seconds on the clock, I think they go for it or at least do something to try to, like... Um, I mean, Plenty we, of time. Yeah. I mean, we mocked Jacksonville for taking a knee. Well, they ended up taking two knees, right? But there was, like, uh, there was definitely less than a minute. I forget how, who it was. Right. Well, uh, number one, we're down to... Oh, by the way, just on that, it just makes me miss uh, Gil Santos even, even more. Um, I love at the end of that call, he says... Um, the Patriots are Super Bowl champs. The Patriots are Super Bowl champs. The best team in the National Football League. As if you have to explain to Patriots fans what Super Bowl champs means because we've never been there before. So just to remind everybody, this means we're the best team in the National Football League. Um, I thought it was kind of uh, lovable and spontaneous. So Yeah, I miss them too. We got, uh, I love Zoe. Zoe and Sosie, right? Zoe's great. So, yeah, Zoe's great. He has, He's got no voice, I'm sure, already leading into the game. I know, but um, to me, it's like um, he'll never be a national broadcaster uh, because of he's such a homer. But um, it's it's exa- to me, it's exactly what you want. Like it, it, it's Tommy Heinsohn. Yeah. You know, it's um, it, uh, I don't know if the Sox have ever. I mean, I, Jerry Remy is a homer, but he's not uh, you know expressive. I don't know if the 
there's a uh, a Red Sox announcer who's been like that, maybe Trupiano or someone like that. But Zoe is just uh, he's out of his mind, and he <laughs> I don't know if he annoys Sosi. Sometimes he's screaming over what Sosi's <laughs> trying to say. But God bless him. Um, so here we go. Are you ready, Jeffrey? Number one. The end of our journey here. The most memorable moment in Patriots Super Bowl history. If you're a past fan, you should know it by now. But what the heck? Let's roll it. Number one. Play clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Unreal. Malcolm Butler, who almost made... The phenomenal play that wound up in Percy's arms. There are flags on the field for a celebration. <laughs> Amazing. So I love Al Michaels. I told you earlier in the in the show here is my is my hero. Um, how would you rate that call? Uh, it was great. Yeah, it was exciting. <laughs> it was... Now this is one of the games uh, that it might be the only on the list that you and I were watching together. We were in Arizona, we were Arizona, watching yeah. it, and if you remember, our mood went from, it, you've never had such a mood swing in your entire That's life, right. because the game in our mind was over. It was over. It was over. Should and then been. in a split second, right. it, it, it had changed. Uh, to, from, we were bombing. And oh, it yeah. went to euphoria, to hugging. It was, it was, it really was one of the most crazy moments that I've ever seen. I, I can understand why it won. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thank you uh, to our listeners. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I I grabbed the person closest to me, which was our mutual friend, Corey, and I, I kind of pile-drived him into the ground. There was like, we were watching in what we could describe as like a, a flop house. It was um, just kind of the back room of kind of a glorified fraternity house. Story for another day. Nothing scandalous, but uh, I think there was a mattress down there, and I and I grabbed Corey and just pile-drived him to the ground, And but we were both screaming in joy, uh, so we didn't care. Um, we were like two of the... Uh, the U.S. Olympic uh, hockey team players like, like tackling each other like off to the side. I think it was, it was, it, it was maybe the happiest moment of my life. It, <laughs> it, it, it was, and it was, and I always have this edge. And I said, finally, I'm relaxed. It just yeah. when we won, it was, it was, I felt at peace. It was, uh, which is, it was, which it was is an weird. Yeah. Only maybe because of the emotions involved that yeah. it swung so much. So the yeah. adrenaline, it was just. And we we thought we had won it. In sort of good old-fashioned way, like Brady brings us down, Edelman makes the catch. Um, to uh, he did a little out pattern. He was probably concussed at the time, if you remember, and scores a touchdown. And and so we go up and we and we're celebrating. And I remember thinking, well, there's still a minute and ten, something like a minute and ten left, or something like that. Maybe enough time for them to get down. And then Curse catches that ball, and it's like, that, oh my that god, that was the crazy we're catch. Screwed. We're screwed. We are so catch, screwed. Yeah. All of a sudden, they're inside the five. And we're all looking at each other like. What just happened? Belichick's not calling a timeout. The clock is running down. Like, oh my god, um, and it, it's so weird because it's why sports are so unfair and yet glorious at the same time. So some say that if Scott Norwood just kicks the ball like a, a couple of uh, uh, six inches truer than he did, then Bill Parcells is no longer a genius because Bill Parcells doesn't win that first Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Maybe it doesn't have momentum to come back and win the the, the second Super Bowl, but. He missed it, and that's the way the cookie crumbles. In this right. game, if Butler like uh, deflects the ball instead of intercepting it, um, if they run Lynch up the middle, um, not only do we lose, most likely, but it changes the whole narrative of the Patriots. That would have been the third heartbreaking Super Bowl loss in a row, you know? And who knows if, if everybody's got the gumption to, to stick around after that, Belichick, Brady, right? Can you imagine? Right. 
No, no, no. And it changes, uh, in theory, the legacy of Brady. You know, wins the first right. three, and then the second half of his career is a disappointment, maybe, is how the story then gets written. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Which would suck. But anyway, which would be unfair. But what, anyway, um, as a bonus here, um, my hero, Al Michaels, um, called that last play. And uh, for, your, for your entertainment, I have two other memorable calls by Al Michaels. Now, can you, can you name another memorable call by Al Michaels? Help in, me out. In, Help any, me out. in any sport. Uh, a moment of national pride, perhaps. Um, you're gonna, you're gonna have to give me a little hint. Okay, it was played on a cold, hard substance, and um, oh, when the U.S. Olympic team in 1980. In 1980. Good one. Yeah, and then um, the only other one that I need to include was uh, you'll take you back to 1986 in Angel Stadium. To left field and deep and down he goes back and it's gone. Unbelievable. Is so you remember Baylor? that one? No, Who close though. Who hit it? Dave Henderson. Oh, Dave Henderson. That's in 1986, yes, yes, yes. Uh, Game Five ALCS. Yeah. Um, I say you were close because earlier in that inning, Baylor had hit a two-run homer to bring us to within one. Uh, I met Al Michaels once, and I told him I, we remember the Olympics, and I said, but we remember you for the Dave Henderson game. And uh, he said, I remember that game. What a great game. He said, Jim Rice made a great catch in left field, and then, of course, the Henderson home run. And I said, uh, Mr. Michaels, I remember what you said when you came out of a commercial. You said, if you just tuned in, too bad. And he looked at me and he looked at me and he said, I remember I said that. And the reason I said that is my producer told me to, to sum up the game and there was no way I could sum up that game. So wow. I just, uh, I ended it. So, uh, Jeffrey, this has been fun. Um, I, I think uh, I give you uh, A plus. Survive my first podcast. Absolutely. Crowd is going absolutely crazy. Um, check out all of our podcasts at pod 617 Dot com. Um, tweet us at, at pod617. It's the Boston Podcast Network. We do all kinds of fun stuff. And uh, Jeffrey, yeah, will you, uh, you think you'll come back in the future? If I get invited. Yeah. Um, we'll have you back. Um, you're a Boston guy. Um, so listen, go Pats. Final thoughts, Jeffrey? You feel good? You feel confident? We got a lot of weapons. Let's hope... Uh... Let's hope everything falls into place. Maybe Jay Ajayi fumbles the ball. We yeah, are... Yeah, I'm excited. Let's I'm do excited. it. It's about honor. It's about respect. Go Patriots. All See right. you next time. And that's all we got. We love you, Patriots.